everybody. Welcome to the My Dead Dragon podcast. As always, I am just so grateful that you're here and tuning in and spending this time with me and my guest. And I want to thank you for your support of the podcast. It really does mean the world to me. And uh, I'm really excited to be in conversation today with Rachel Hansen. Rachel, can you can you start us out by sharing a little bit about yourself and then your story and, and kind of how you came to the point of realizing that you actually had the choice to become the main character and heroine of your own life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and first off, I just want to share that as I as I tell my story, I feel like I am myself in, in, a, in a work in progress. And I was just telling Catherine, telling you that uh, I like the souls in progress because it feels like, you know, we're always in progress. And so as I tell my, as I introduce myself and say, I'm, a, I'm, um, I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I work with small businesses who uh, need help with systems and processes, et cetera. But I'm also a mother and motherhood integrates with what I do every single day. Um, and I'm also transitioning right now and, and relaunching or repositioning business in June to uh, to really help bring business owners and job candidates together and, you know, do something together that's um, extraordinary, really. I mean, to, to be partners. So who I am is something that I struggle to share whenever I'm asked for that, for the introduction. <laughs> there are so many things, and I think everyone can relate to that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think we're all more than what we can say in 30 seconds or or so. But um, first and foremost, I'm I'm a mom, and then uh, and then integrating that with creating this new career direction that I've been on for the last few years. Mm, okay, Rachel, I, I love that because I too, um, up until now, have a little bit of a like when people say like, well, what do you do? It's like, okay, well, there's like all of this, right? And and we are all so much more than the kind of singular point that maybe we're interacting with someone. So I love that you kind of brought that right right out to the out to the forefront. So so I'm curious, Rachel, how did you realize, okay, no one's coming to save me. It's up to me. I've got a choice. I'm making that choice. I'm deciding I'm going to become the main character of my story. What what did that look like for you? Yeah, it, it was really at the end of a long process. And and I think sometimes people have these moments where all of a sudden the lights come on and, and it's this flash of, of awareness. And for me, um, it was really about 10 years ago, I decided I wanted to change my life. And so I quit my job uh, impulsively and I moved up here to Portland where I'm at right now or the Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington and was... Um, and it really started me in, in a direction that wasn't what I intended. And so, so 10 years passed and uh, three years ago now, actually two years ago, I came to the end of my last employment. And I, I believe it will be my last employment forever because I, I finally, it was a moment where I thought, I this is not what I want to do anymore. Um, but then there I was unemployed. I have three children, two of which were still at home. Uh, I All of a sudden, everything hit me that, you know, what am I going to do? And, and it also hit me that now I don't know that I can go back into uh, the mm. work. 
you know, for a variety of reasons. I seemed to be overqualified for um, jobs that that were easy to get, but then underqualified for the ones that would pay me what I needed to live. And so there I was. And, and really, it's a common story, but I think anyone that goes through it can recognize and can understand the terror that happens. I mean, you really are all of a sudden, especially, you know, I'm in my, I was uh, um, early to mid 40s, two years ago, now I'm in, officially in my mid 40s. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, from the outside, it might not seem like that big of a deal. But when you're in that spot, and, um, and I'm a single mom, I mean, I, I think, Sometimes that single mom phrase gets a certain stigma, but I so I, I stay away from it. But it's something actually I'm pretty proud of. You know the fact mm. that that here you know I'm a, a single mom, but here I am now. You know two years ago, and what am I going to do? And I was I was really paralyzed. Um, I felt you know I was pretty depressed for the first few months and not mm. knowing what to do. And then uh, to get to the to the answer, basically I realized exactly what what you're saying is that no one is going to come save me. There is nothing. It's either I do something or literally I'm, I, am I going to be homeless one day? You know, am I going to be, how can I put food on the table for my kids? And, Mm. uh, and I also recognized I'm, I'm not going to get out of this in the traditional sense. I mean, I'm going to have to really recreate myself or do something, you know, very Mm. creative. Uh, I have no funding. I have no, uh, by that point to be completely transparent by that point, my credit was shot. I mean, everything was, my car was breaking down. I mean, you name it. And, yeah. you know, there it was. So that was two years ago. And that's, that's when I decided, no, this is, I am not, I'm not going down without a fight on this one. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. And, and so, okay. So like you, you've shared kind of a bit of a timeline there. So 10 years ago, spontaneously quitting your job. Okay. I'm for whatever reason, I'm done with this thing moving into something else and then transitioning out and realizing, okay, that is not for me. And and I can relate to that. I joke that I'm unemployable. Um, like I, I think I'm probably not, but have been in the entrepreneurial space for so long and, and recognizing the fit, right? Like where is the fit for you? And so for you finding yourself in this place of kind of between a rock and a hard place and, and really, okay, on, on this, you know, on this one hand, if I continue to go in this direction, it could turn out to be like literally homeless. And I've got three kids, and it's all on me. And so in in that moment, or maybe there's a series of moments like like you had choices about am I going to, you know, kind of wish and hope that something changes? Am I going to kind of do a little bit of like, la, 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 like this isn't happening or, you know, everything's okay. Or am I actually going to like face it square in the face or look at square in the face and say, okay, I am changing things. So, so help me kind of dissect those, those pieces there. Right. And, and how you, how you decided to move in this direction of really redesigning your life. Right. I think it was a, uh, it was a realization that this, I, exactly what you're saying, I, I can either distract myself or, or I can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to have to make some, some moves. And I, I think more than anything, it was just being aware of the fact that, that if I don't do anything, nothing will happen. If I don't do anything, mm-hmm. nothing will change. And 
Um, and, and I also recognized the way that I, I, I had an analogy at the time. I thought to myself, uh, you know, it's funny because when I did quit my job 10 years before, I initially did want to go out on my own. I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to. And I think over time, what I was doing was keeping one hand or one foot on the shore, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I was too afraid to make a jump. Yeah. So what ended up happening is if, if I had one one foot on the shore and one foot in a boat, I just kept, you know, splitting further and further away. And so Mm. in this time period, a few years ago, what I recognized all of a sudden was I'm in the boat and, and I'm already out in the, in the ocean. And I don't, I don't know that I can go back at this point. And, Mm. you know, maybe this is what I wanted. Maybe this is the Mm. push, but now I'm afraid. And (laughs) now what if, and and then it's the it's the self doubt that just absolutely took me over. Like what 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 did I do? I I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Um, mm. You know. So uh, then when I recognized, and really it was that analogy that I had in my head. I'm all the way out here in the ocean. Like I don't think. <laughs> yeah. And there's like I, a and, part of me that's still trying to hang on to the shore. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so so I thought uh, I. To be honest, in the beginning, I I really didn't know what to do. So I'll tell you what I did, which sounds so silly at this point. But I I had a friend who was selling um, used clothes. She would go and she would buy clothing and then then resell it, which Mm -hmm. is actually a really cool thing. It's part of the circular Mm -hmm. economy and everything. But uh, so I started doing that. And the reason I say it's silly is that it, it, it doing it as a is, is actually really cool um, in, in terms of participating and, and reuse of things and, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but to jump into it and think that it's going to make a full time income, it's just it's not going to make an, you know, an immediate full time income. But yeah. boy, I really I put my all into that for about three or four months. Um, and then, you know, it was just like one little thing at a time. And then I, mm. uh, I was able to do lift drive, drive. And, and every little thing that I did, as I look back, I, I think, you know, I was so lost, I really didn't know what to do. But as I look back, it was every single one of those steps that led me to something. And, and every single step, I met people, I learned lessons. I mean, it was really now, I'm pretty grateful to have taken the steps so far. Hmm. So what was it that kept you from going back to a job? It was a few things. Uh, early on, within about a week after my my job ended, um, my daughter and I made, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or heard the movie Ratatouille. Uh, 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 yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was one, at the time, it was one of her favorites. We had watched it over and over. And my daughter, at the, at the time, she was eight. And mm-hmm. so uh, we had talked for a long time about making the same, making Ratatouille. And a few weeks after I I quit. It's kind of a funny story. I sort of quit, but then also kind of let go. It's, it's a, so anyway, um, we made ratatouille and, you know, there, mm. there, which for me, I'm not really a cook. I try, but I'm not, I'm not a great cook. So, so, you know, we went out we got the stuff, we looked up a recipe, we did it together and, uh, and I have a picture of it. And it was one of those moments where I realized mm. I, when I was working, that would have been, even had I done it, it would have been so stressful. And mm. just the mere, this was a big reason why the job ended, in fact. Um, 
just not having a flexible schedule, not feeling mm. like I had to apologize if I had to leave early and get my children. Um, mm. And to be fair to the employer, uh, you know, with two kids and I, I did have to, I needed a flexible schedule. And mm. uh, so it wasn't really, you know, no blame on them. But the fact of the matter is that there was no way that I was going to go back to a situation where I felt like I had to apologize for being the mother mm. that I want to be. Yeah. I, wow, Rachel, right? Those, and I really celebrate the fact that you were able to be fully present for what, you know, might seem like a simple moment. And yet that's what life is all about, right? And to be able to recognize okay, this is actually what is filling my cup right now. Yes. And, and social connections too, you know, mother, the mothering mm. motherhood is the number one, but I remember, I just remember too, the very next day that after I, I wasn't employed anymore and I just felt this such a sense of freedom and I got to mm. go have coffee with a friend in the middle of the day and, uh, tell her everything. And, I, and she told me everything and we caught up. And, you know, I didn't worry about getting back at a certain time. I didn't worry about explaining myself when I got back. I mean, it was just this feeling of, I just get to have coffee and connect with someone, you know, yeah. <laughs> so there's freedom in that, the little things. Mm. And, and I love to how you're really, it sounds like you're really consciously creating a life where it's a both and so I can have that, you know, entrepreneurial business um, experience, the, the, the financial wherewithal to support my family in the way that I would love to. And I can have the freedom and flexibility around my schedule. Exactly, exactly. And, and that is exactly what I'd like to help other people find too. And, and I think mm. the entrepreneurial route is not for everyone. I mean, I have had mm. some that I've, I've <laughs> it's not, <laughs> yeah. there, I mean, there was a whole time period, I would say it's been a few years now. And it's only been recently that I've even really gotten a hold of managing my own time. And that's funny because, you know, in, in working, I thought that I managed my own time. But the reality is that you go into the office around a certain time in the morning and you leave around a certain time in the evening. And even if you're texting and emailing, you know, after hours, there's still a certain structure to it. And so, as you know, all of a sudden getting into a situation where there is absolutely no structure, it's mm -hmm. completely up to you. Uh, and then boundaries too, you know, yeah. not saying no when, when you're, so at any rate, I, um, I think that it's not for everyone, but there are also ways that people and jobs, I mean, people who, who do want to be employed, um, there's a whole different structure out there where you can work with people, with mothers, with people who have mm. schedule needs, et cetera. And so now I'm really wanting to help people put together that sort of partnership. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And that can definitely be a challenge with, with having your own business and being an entrepreneur and, and, and really not just in that, but in creating a life that you love is actually consciously designing your life and your calendar. And you can see for, for those of you who are watching the, the video, if you're listening to the audio, I'm pointing behind me, you can see the corner of my calendar 
And, and it, it's really, okay, what is this year going to look like? What is my time going to look like? What is my life going to look like? And there is a rigor to that in really asking yourself, what would I love? Would I love, you know, time off here? Would I love to kind of like have a lot of work here? What would I really love? And then to, to really create the structure and the rigor around, around being accountable to that. It's a mind shift. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we don't even recognize when we're going through the nine to five kind of schedule that, that uh, we get to have a say about that. We we get to design our lives around how we want to spend our time. And that's, it's an amazing uh, awareness when it hits you. Yeah. It's like this kind of like, boom, right. This mic drop in your head and, and not just your time, but your entire life. And, and really, and, and that's the work, of course, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know, it's what would you love to create? What would you love to create? And it is really a mindset shift in recognizing, okay, I've been kind of buying into these patterns and structures and to be, to be able to really identify and discern like, well, does it work for me? Do I love it? Because sometimes like it's a big heck yes, this totally works for me. I was talking with a friend the other day and she's like, I could never be an entrepreneur. Like I love having a job that really, really works for me. So it's not that there's one right way. It's about what works for you. And I love Rachel that you're talking about and supporting people to really, to be able to kind of identify, well, what is that for you? And then how do you create some flexibility and flow around your, your structure and your schedule if that's what you would love. Right. right. Hmm. So, so did you have guides, mentors, coaches along the way that helped you navigate the journey or were you kind of just trying to figure it out on your own? No, in fact, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have, I'm, I'm close to my mom. And so mm. she was someone that, that gave me a huge amount of support. I mean, she's, I think, probably my biggest fan, <laughs> you know, as someone that I can always go to, to get encouragement. But uh, no, in fact, I've, I've searched for people that uh, what I needed at the time a few years ago was I needed to know that there was someone out there that was like me who had gotten out of it, that someone was mm. out there who was at the point where, again, they didn't have any savings. They had not, they had, you know, all of these conflicting um, needs. And I am sure I'm positive that 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 person is out there, but there's a reason why we don't hear about them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a a competition for voices out there Mm -hmm. and there's Google algorithms and for all kinds of different reasons. Um, We only end up hearing from a certain group of people usually. And Mm -hmm. I, Again, I hadn't, and, and that scared me. I thought, in my mind, I thought, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to get where I want to go. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you hear about people who, uh, you know, you, you know I'd, I'd open up these stories that I'd see online. The, you know, so-and-so uh, single mom um, goes from nothing to this, you know, this company that's been successful. Well, it turns out they had you know, at least some funding or some, mm. something. And so, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, and that's, and that in itself is, is something to celebrate that in itself. Yeah. Is something. Um, but it leaves when you don't feel like you have those, or when you don't have those resources, you are sort of left thinking, oh boy, I'm SOL here. Yeah. So, I think it takes redefining and, uh, yeah. and, and then there are different, people that have 
um, great advice and and those absolutely along the way. Just reading the my former employer, um, I looked up to her a lot. She was a also a mother and had um, created her own business and was doing very well. So I mean, there were people that I looked to, but but no one that I felt like I I really needed at that time. Mm. It is, you know, I love that you bring that up, Rachel. That there, there, there can often be this, um, this, this perception, and or not all of the stories and voices being heard, and to 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 really truly know that you can come from nothing or less than nothing, and you can change that. You can change that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'd like to, I think that's why things like what you're doing is important to get out to. I think people do need to hear. And I think people are oftentimes, we don't even know they're out there because they're quiet, because mm-hmm. they're overwhelmed and mm-hmm. they are yeah. hopeless. And so I, I think that is helpful. And, and also recognizing that, you know, we're all, everyone has a different story. So I know that I have things that were helpful to me that maybe, you know, we all have these different um, resource piles and different uh, things that are are feeling like they're kind of going against us at the time. Mm. So um, I think, I think that any, any, anything that's hopeful is helpful. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And really teaching your mind to look for the hopeful. Yes, because there's a there's a whole lot of all of it out there. So we really do get to choose what to focus on and, and not to dismiss or diminish how challenging it can be. And, And I've been there myself, when you're in in that place of, you know, really being in, um, you know, maybe rock bottom, maybe just off rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, And on that note, I do remember, you know, when you ask, um, if there were any coaches or mentors or anyone, I will say that it was in the these little moments with people. It might be a bank teller or um, mm. and that, that you're running across. It, I there were several times I have to admit where I would get off of the phone or end a conversation with someone and just feel tears welling up because I thought mm. in those moments I, I was so. Um, I was so worried. I, I felt so, I was feeling like a failure. I mean, I was feeling and so, mm. and it's amazing the small little things that someone can say that, that really do either give you hope or kind of shift your perspective in that moment. Um, yeah. It could be something as simple as a podcast, you know, or, or running into mm. someone at the store. So. Yeah. yeah I love that. I, um, one of the one of the things I have my clients do, and so all of you listeners, here's a little hint for you, super, super powerful strategy, is to actually keep so a gratitude journal, of course, but also a wins or proud of journal. And so when you do that, you're every day you're tracking like where you feel like, like a success, where maybe you felt supported, where you felt encouraged, where you felt hopeful. And when you do that, you start to actually train your mind to look for more of those things. And then the more of those things that you see and experience, the better you feel and the better you feel you're going to take a different action. You're more optimistic, you're more hopeful, you're able to keep going. And and so those things like, wow, that, you know, that bank teller was really supportive. Or I, you know, the other week, I put my back out chipping ice because 
it's still the land of snow and ice where I am. And uh, I had to go get dog food and the, the teller carried the dog food out for me. And it just, it brought me to tears. It was such a simple thing, but that absolutely went in my wind journal for that day. So I love that really acknowledging those little things, right? Because those little things are going to help to feed your faith that you can do this. Yes. And I think that's so important to even to pause on and really absorb because it it really is amazing to me. I know I've already used that word, but it it really is amazing. The power that people have, you know, we think about all these big things do all these retreats that we might be able to go to and everything, but the power that uh, truly that each of us has and those small little moments, forgiveness or kindness or encourage something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it is quite profound when you think about it. Yeah. So, so Rachel, what is your, what is your kind of like next level on your, and we were talking about this in the pre-show that we're always in progress, right? We are on this journey of growth and expansion and becoming, and as we become, there's, there's more there because we're, we're growing, we're experiencing. And so what does that next level look like for you? Yeah. Well, it's funny. The other day I was thinking, uh, I was, I was talking to someone about what, what they were doing and I was giving them some pointers and they said, um, they said, I, I want to be doing what you're doing. I want to be, uh, mm. I want to be able to support myself and also have a flexible schedule and everything. And I stopped and I thought, Oh my gosh, that's right. I'm doing what I set out to do. I'm <laughs> you know? doing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. I, I can't believe it. Uh-oh. And then, and the, the reason that I kind of laughed about it was because I I forgot that because now, exactly, now mm. I'm wanting to do something more. And so yeah. now I'm moving ahead. So the uh, my next step is, I, I well, there, there's a gap here that I need to fill, first of all. So, yeah. so what I decided a few years ago was uh, after trying the lift and then I started the optimized office, um, offering the consultation to small business owners and uh, and working. So, so I've been doing that for the last few years and it's been amazing. I've been doing these, like all these different things I would have didn't intend to do, but I've been doing, and, and it's been great. Um, and along the way though, I, I realized I, I really should go back and get my MBA. So I started mm. that wrapping it up here in the next six months. Uh, mm. and then I'll have that. And when I first got it, I thought to myself, you know, I really need it because some of the recommendations that I've given to small business owners, they, they have, uh, this has happened a few times, wanted to take it to someone within it, an MBA uh, to have them look over. So mm. I thought I need to get my MBA so that they know. And I thought I'd probably have some stuff to know, to learn, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we all do, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much I had to learn. I didn't realize how much I didn't know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then I, so here I am going through the program and going through the MBA program itself has really shifted the direction that, that I want to go. So, mm. so now, um, again, this is a very recent decision that I've come to, but the next step is, uh, I truly want to have some impact on the way that workplaces are structured. And mm. when I look back over my life, um, it's been a constant thing that I've been aware of is how, uh, there's this, almost this, parental type of relationship between Mm. employers and employees. Mm. And 
in some cases, that's a necessity. But I think that there are many cases where um, if you have more of a partnership model and you have an employer and an employee who come together and you consciously decide what's a mutually beneficial situation, um, mm. you know, and put that together, then it it benefits everyone. And mm-hmm. And I think it can also take people who with non-traditional backgrounds who have had gaps in their resume due to motherhood like me or other reasons. There's all kinds of things out there. Um, But people who would be really good at working with with one particular employer, then then it'll be this shared value. Well, where the business owner or the the business, Mm. you know, benefiting, the employee is benefiting. So that's my next step. Mm. That's my... My next step is in June is my deadline for myself to have uh, the optimized office be really repositioned to be able to help with that. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds really amazing. And um, love that. Yeah, really that partnership model and where where that's applicable and relevant. And, And so tell me a little bit more about what you do with optimized office. Well, I'll tell you the way the way I started it was to go in and help small businesses um, streamline their processes, get all of their uh, get everything together. the The idea is that and the office is like a hub. And so everything runs through, whether you're a product business, you have products going through, you know you've the through the hub of the office, whether you're manufacturing, um, everything goes through. And I think the office gets neglected for a variety of reasons. For one thing, it's been, business has been changing uh, mm-hmm. over the last 20 years even. And so the office has become more, it's become a different place. So if I can go in and help streamline processes, then it impacts the whole the whole company. And so um, when I went in for the first, the first business owner that I worked with, we basically figured out how we can maximize the existing revenue streams while he uh, decided to exit out of the business over the next few years. And so really get him set up in all aspects of um, getting it ready for for sale and, and everything. Wow. That's one example. But then recently I'm working with, in fact, I'm really excited. I'm working with uh, a company, a travel uh, bespoke travel company out of Hawaii. And what they're doing is going for their B certification, which is um, a, a B is benefits, the benefit corporation. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been helping to get processes in place to, to accomplish that. So oh, it's very been a, fun. Yeah. Just all very kinds of fun. Things. And that's what I love about it is that it's, it's always something a little bit new and different. Oh, very cool. That sounds really exciting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and the people, I mean, again, it comes back to, uh, you know, I, the question that you asked keeps coming back to my mind, you know, have you had any, any coaches or any people? And I, I think it keeps coming back to my mind, I'm kind of mulling it over in the back of my mind, because I'm thinking it seems like it seems like everyone really yeah. has, has, I mean, it, it's a funny answer. On the one hand, um, there was no one that fit what I really needed at that moment. But on the mm. other hand, it's like everyone sort of has mm. some, some impact in a yeah. 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 If we're open to it, right. If we're open to it and to really gleaning the learning and recognizing what's there for us. 
And, and so Rachel, if you had any words of wisdom or advice or um, a message for maybe yourself when you were going through that process, you know, left your job, no money, how am I going to support my kids? Like, what am I going to do here? So maybe for yourself or for another woman who's listening, what might that be? Yeah, I absolutely. And, and in not only just that situation, but, you know, I think that we all have stories, you know, of, of challenges that um, we might not want to share. And so do I, you know, I think, I think everyone does. And I think for those times as well, but I would, you know, sometimes I, I think back to myself during that period and other periods of my life. And I think, um, you know, if I could just go back and, and, and say, just, just take the steps. I mean, just take mm. number one, the next day is going to come. And so you can either, one great piece of advice I got during a particularly difficult time where I had to make some hard decisions. And this woman that I barely knew, she said, you can either take these hard steps now or uh, in a year from now, you're going to have to take them anyway, Mm -hmm. or a year from then. And the time is going to continue to go by. So you get to decide when, when you take those steps. And and that's something that I um, try to remember too. And, and yeah. That. yeah, right. Like time is passing us by and none of us knows how long we have and not taking the step, not deciding is still a decision. It's still a step. And, and is it the step in the direction that you will want to go or is it the step in, in a different direction? Yeah, and, and the exactly, and and the other thing too. Now that I, the, the biggest piece of advice I would give myself, which would be great for some people and maybe not not the best advice for everyone, is as I look back over time, I was really fighting myself because mm-hmm. I I was fighting what I felt I really wanted to do, which was to branch out on my own a long time ago. You know, I had these, and I always had this feeling like. Uh, I need to follow the rules. You know, I need to follow. There's this set way to do things. And mm-hmm. part of it is is getting a nine to five job. Part of it is saying these certain things, being the certain way. Um, and and if I had one thing to say, and I've told my kids this now, I have a 21 year old and, and an 18 year old. I said early on, you know, go ahead and take chances early on, and and go ahead and just you know what they say, lean in, lean in, and. Because ultimately, I think what happens is that if you don't follow what you're pulled to follow, mm-hmm. I do believe that you end up in conflict and not getting as far as you could had, yeah. if you decide, I, I, I might feel lost right now, but I'm going to start heading in the direction at least and exploring where it is mm. I feel pulled to go. Mm, I love that. That's fantastic advice. And, and really tuning into what is, you know, what is that whisper? What is that pull? Where do I feel more expansive? What kind of, you know, lights me up? What brings me joy and, and just take a step in that direction. And, and so Rachel, for people who would love to connect, how can they find you? And of course, for my listeners, all of this info will be in the show notes as well. Yeah, I think uh, the best way is on LinkedIn. I'm speaking of leaning in. I'm right now. I'm really leaning into connecting more. I tend to be, uh, you know, more introverted, and so that's mm-hmm. something that I'm working on right now. So LinkedIn is a place that I'm trying to really more meaningfully connect with people. 
Okay. And so I will put that in the show notes. And it's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, for people who are listening and, and can't uh, can't access the show notes right now. And so Rachel, I want to thank you so much for for this conversation, for sharing your story with me, for being open. Um, and, and also I want to celebrate you for stepping up and for showing up for yourself. And to all my listeners, as always, thank you so much for your support. I so appreciate you. And I want you to know that you deserve to live a life that you love and you are absolutely capable of that. 